Friday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's 3.06 p.m. on this Friday, October 20th, if you're listening live, and many of you are. Glad to have you with us today. You're listening to Live Till 5. It's our live local talk and variety program right here on Harvest Family Radio every Friday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. We're broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today. KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, on the air for over 21 years, bringing you beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming. And this Friday afternoon, a little bit of a you bringing you a little bit of a light approach glad you're with us today i was off island the last two weeks had some great stand-ins taking my place sebastian and chris covered for me while i was off island and i really appreciate that those guys are so helpful and they're pros. I mean, they work up here full-time anyway, so heard good things about the shows while they were up here. You know, if you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in on Saturdays from 12 to 2, from noon to 2, Saturdays, 12 to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Can't be 7 to 9 a.m., Sebastian. It's got to be 7 to 9 p.m. Because we do that so if they're heading home from church, they can listen. Last Sunday night, I was heading home from church, and I was listening, and I heard Sebastian make the announcement. He said, 7 to 9, I'm not sure if it's a.m. or p.m. Let me, I'll have Sebastian defend himself here, because he's sitting here in the studio. Sebastian, what do you have to say for yourself? Well, uh, honestly, I don't have a radio in the car, yes. and I actually don't own a car, yes. so I never get to hear it in the car. Yes. And so I, I had to take a shot, I, I, I guessed, and it 50-50? was... 50-50? It was AM, and I was yes. wrong. You chose heads, and it was tails. Yeah, it was tails, and That's now fine. I'm a I'm a fool. Yes. No, you're not. A fool. You're fine. You're fine. You did a great job covering for me last week, talking about communication. This week, we're talking about pain, which doesn't sound like a happy topic, but we'll we'll make the most of it. It'll be good. And Sebastian's going to be playing a little little uh, quiz with us later on in the show once Lawrence is up here and Chris is in place. What's what's going to be the name of our quiz today? Oh, it's going to be called the Pain Game. The Pain Game. Not not something that everyone wants to sign up for right away, but, you know, I, I'm sure it's going to be as fun as a pain game can be. I really wanted to make it because I really wanted to play the theme song. Yes. I only got to play it once. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Last True. Two weeks. So. Okay. And that's right. We have a theme song for you. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, thanks, Sebastian. And listeners, thank you for staying tuned to Live Till 5. If you ever miss the show... Not only can you listen live on, or listen to the rebroadcast on our radio station, noon to two Saturdays, seven to nine p.m. Sunday night, but you can also download the podcast. Go to khmg.org, and there are a number of different things you can download there, including the podcasts of these shows live till five. You'll also find some other great programs that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio, and we do that to be a blessing to you, so you can listen at your leisure. Many people don't have radios in their cars or in their homes, but they do have access to Wi-Fi or internet connection through their tablet, their phone, their computer, and you can listen through khmg.org to our live stream and to our programs that we produce and record and put out there as podcasts. So I encourage you to go to that. Also, we love to hear from you 
And one of the best ways you can communicate with us, besides just stopping by here and saying hi, would be to go to our Facebook page. Harvest Family Radio is on Facebook. Just look up Harvest Family Radio Guam. Can't miss us. Follow us and leave us a note. Let us know you're listening. You can send us a private message through there as well with suggestions for topics for the show or different songs you'd like to hear or different things that would help us do a better job at the ministry that uh, we're called to do here through our radio station. And so we love doing what we do, and we hope it's a blessing to you. This is our 236th episode on uh, KHMG for Live Till 5, and we're going to be doing a lot of different fun things on the show. Lawrence Nangas will be here a little later, along with uh, Sebastian will be here with the little quiz that we're going to do. Chris will be here as well, so stick around. We're going to listen to a little Harvest Highlights and take a short break. When we come back, more Live Till 5 after this. with a little more live till five it's friday october 20th 3 17 p.m here at the khmg studios i'm jared baldwin your host i was gone the last two weeks so episode 234 was hosted by chris harper and episode 235 hosted by sebastian basil dua i say it the way he says it basil dua and uh very dramatic that's great that's great and uh we we are all back kind of got the band back together i just got back from off island a few days ago and going to host this show for you on this friday october 20th here at the khmg studios you know october is adopt a shelter dog month agent orange awareness month american cheese month american cheese month okay not just american cheese month but it's american cheese month yeah american magazine month pharmacists antidepressant death awareness Bat Appreciation, Caffeine Addiction Recovery, seriously, uh, Healthier Babies, Car Care, Bilingual Child, Celiac Disease Awareness, uh, Child Health, Children's Magazine, The Christmas Seal Campaign. I don't know if you remember The Christmas Seal when I, when I was a kid, The Christmas Seal Campaign. I believe we would get uh, labels in the mail for envelopes that had your name on it, and it was from the, they're called the Christmas Seal people, and it was a campaign. They usually did it through the mail, if I remember right. They'd raise money for some type of childhood illness. might have been leukemia. Uh, Church Library Month, Church Safety and Security Month, Class Reunion Month, Clergy Appreciation, Computer Learning, Consumer Information, Cookbook, Co-op Awareness, Country Music, I was just at the Country Music Hall of Fame, by the way, a few days ago. Pretty fascinating area that Nashville, Tennessee is a meat town. Let's see. Diversity Awareness, Dollhouse and Miniatures, Domestic Violence Awareness, and Dwarfism Awareness Month. To name a few, there are a lot of things happening in October. And then, of course, there are a number of weeks 
that people observe things. Uh, let's see. We're in the week with the 20th in it. So here we go. Um, boy, let's see. Bone and Joint Health Action Week ends today. Bullying Bystanders Unite. Uh, Bullying Bystanders Unite Week ends tomorrow. Let's see here. Chicken Soup for the Soul starts early next week, the last week of October. Let's see what else is happening this month. Disarmament Week starts next week as well. Same time as Chicken Soup for the Soul. Probably no coincidence. Food and Drug Interaction and Awareness Week is going on right now. Freedom of Speech Week ends tomorrow. Freedom from Bullies ends tomorrow. Uh, Let's see what else we have. Infection Control Week ends tomorrow. International Dyslexia Association Reading Week starts next week. And uh, let's see, International Magic Week starts next week, just to name a few. And then, of course, we have some uh, specific things happening just on this day. So it being the 20th here, today is Black Poetry Day, International Sloth Day. Uh, Let's see here. Brandied Fruit Day, not had that. National Pharmacy Buyers Day and World Osteoporosis Day. Tomorrow, the 21st, birthday of the Bab, which I believe that is a, uh, the Bab is the founder of the religion out of Persia called Baha'i. Yes, I was drawing a blank there for a second. Bridge Day, Caramel Apple Day is tomorrow. Uh, Global Iodine Deficiency Disorder Prevention Day, tomorrow. Pumpkin Cheesecake Day which we have a few people around here that have made that for us before. Really tasty. Reptile Awareness Day and Sweetest Day, all on the 21st. The 22nd, International Stuttering Awareness Day, Mother-in-Law Day, National Nut Day. Now, Mother-in-Law Day and National Nut Day, there's a comma between those two. So those are two separate Mother-in-Law Day and National Nut Day. Two separate holidays there, two separate observances. Just saying. Uh, Smart is Cool Day, and Xterra World Championship is on Sunday the 22nd. 23rd, iPod Day. I didn't know there was such a thing. Lung Health Day. Boston Cream Pie Day. That sounds like a fun day. National Canning Day. It's when probably people all around uh, the nation are putting away all the fruits and vegetables from the end of the harvest to put them away for wintertime. The 23rd, also, the Swallows Depart from San Juan Capistrano. And then the 24th. 40 Hours Workweek Day, Food Day, Good and Plenty Day, Baloney Day, Crazy Day, Take Back Your Time Day, United Nations Day, World Development Information Day, and World Polio Day. The 25th, oh, let's see here, MDS World Awareness, Greasy Foods Day, mm, Sourest Day, and World Pasta Day. The 26th, Day of the Deployed, saluting all those men and women that are deployed particularly overseas, away from their families. Uh, let's see. Mincemeat Pie Day, National Mule Day, Pretzel Day, and Pumpkin Day. And then next week, the 27th, Cranky Coworkers Day, unless you have that every day. Bandana Day, uh, Breadsticks Day, Potato Day, and World Day for Audiovisual Heritage, saluting all of our AV folks. So a lot of different things happening this month. Now, while I was gone, I believe Chris and Sebastian kind of wrapped up the whole uh, idiom book for me. So we're done with idioms, at least for a while, unless one of our listeners provides us with some new content for that. 
And then we have also finished up all of our Buck Stops Here quotes. I finished that book off. And so one of our faithful listeners and avid supporters, uh, Helen Middlebrook, dropped off a book, Accidents May Happen, 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake by Charlotte Foltz Jones. And uh, this is an interesting little book. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to start working our way through this book every week. And we're going to still use the Buck Stops Here intro music because I just like it so much. So our new segment, instead of calling it the Buck Stops Here, it's called Accidents May Happen. 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake by the book written by Charlotte Foltz Jones provided by our faithful listener, H.M. This week we're going to look at the introduction to the book About 2,200 years ago, a man named Archimedes lived in Syracuse, a Greek colony on the island of Sicily. Archimedes was a mathematician. One day, King Hieron, the second ruler of Syracuse, asked for Archimedes' help. He had bought a crown from a local goldsmith, but he suspected the goldsmith had cheated him by adding some other metal to the gold. Hieron asked Archimedes to measure the gold content without damaging the crown. Archimedes worked on the problem for days but couldn't find a solution. Then one afternoon, he stepped into the bathtub full of water and watched the water overflow. He realized that the amount of water that was displaced from the bathtub was equal to the volume of his body entered in the water. That was the answer to his problems. If he placed Hiram's crown in a full basin of water and measured the water the crown displaced, he would know the volume of the crown. Then he would weigh the crown and compare the weight with what the crown's volume of pure gold should weigh. If the weight were the same, it would mean the crown was pure gold. If the weight were different, it would mean another metal had been mixed with the gold. It is said that when Archimedes figured out the solution to this problem, he was so excited, he ran from the bathroom down the streets of Syracuse crying, Eureka! People still use that expression, shouting Eureka, when they discover something exciting. And the law of buoyancy today is known as Archimedes' principle. And that is the first of many accidents may happen, 50 inventions discovered by mistake. Written by Charlotte Foltz Jones. Thank you, Helen Middlebrook. Always fun to take a look at random little tidbits from history, literature, etc. So glad to have you with us today. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 236 here at Live Till 5 on KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. We are glad to have you with us today. I was gone for two weeks. I'm going to give you just a quick rundown on my trip, then we're going to take a short break. But uh, I had the privilege of flying out of Guam on the 2nd of October. I headed to the Atlanta area, drove north of Atlanta to Roswell, Georgia, stayed with some new friends, friends of friends. And we were I was able to get to know them. They had a guest room for me. And I went to the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries Conference for Church Leaders, Got to hear a lot of great speakers, some good preaching, some good apologists, uh, some topics covered that I think are very important for the church today, and just enjoyed the conference thoroughly as just a spectator. It's it's rare uh, here, anytime we have a conference or something, I'm always kind of on duty. So although I can enjoy it, I don't enjoy it as much because I'm always kind of busy right in the middle of trying to make sure it all goes off without a hitch and work with all the team members here. So it was nice to just sit anonymously at a conference and uh, listen to some good preaching and teaching and, you know, got a lot of good stuff from that, brought it back to the team. Then I was able to fly out of Atlanta 
on that Friday the 6th, I flew to Wichita, Kansas, rented a car, drove west 100 miles to a little town called Haviland, Kansas. Uh, it is west of Pratt, Kansas, which is west of Hutchison, Kansas, which is west of Wichita, Kansas, which is west of the East Coast. And anyway, the all of that to see my son play soccer against... Barclay College. He goes to Faith Baptist Bible College, and they won five to zero. And my son actually scored and had an assist, which was really great, very exciting. First time I got to watch him play college soccer. And then it just the way the Lord worked out the schedule. It was the only weekend, I believe, of the whole season where they had two games in one weekend. They were two away games in the most obscure Kansas locations. So I followed the team three hundred miles to. Uh, through Manhattan, Kansas, to Topeka, Kansas, where they played against Manhattan Christian, and they lost 2-1, heartbreaking, well-fought. They, they, they fought as hard as they could. It was very, very close, and I got to watch Andrew play his second game there, had some family join me to watch the game, slept overnight at my brother's house in Kansas City, Missouri, flew from Missouri to Greenville, South Carolina, where I got to do recruiting, for our summer ministry team. They have a summer ministry conference there for about two days. Met up with Ken Keith, Pastor Ken Keith here from Harvest. And we were able to connect with all our Guam residents of South Carolina, so the graduates and the students at Bob Jones. And then uh, we were able to recruit for one and a half days there on campus. We got to meet a lot of great students that are potential hires for our summer ministry team. We also got to interview a few people that are potential hires as future school teachers and operational staff at Harvest. We also got to meet with a few faculty members that are interested in doing some mission trips out here to Guam, leading teams of students out here in the future. So it was just a great all-around trip there. And then I flew out, or I drove out of Greenville to Nashville, and uh, a lot of vills there. But I ended up in Nashville for one day for a conference on leadership, church leadership, and uh, helping your church uh, go through transitions. It was really a blessing. Got to hear a lot of different pastors and preachers there. And then I flew back to Guam, got in late Saturday night, hit the ground running, church Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, I think because it was so busy, I never had a chance to have jet lag. I've been going to sleep at night, sleeping through the night, getting up at a normal time in the mornings. It's been really good. Now, the reason why today I chose the topic of pain for our show, and we're going to talk about this later on, But there are a lot of people here at Harvest right now, students, faculty and staff, church members, friends of family that are just sick right now. And a unique sickness that's going around is this headache sickness. Uh, A couple people this week have been in and out of the emergency room with headaches. Then we have a few current staff members that are off today because of headaches and nausea. And so the headache sickness is going around. And so from what I've heard from talking to one of the people that was in and out of the hospital with the headaches, it's a it's debilitating. Now, his case might or might not have been triggered by the same factors as everyone else's, or it just could be a coincidence that they're all happening at the same time, but it's conspicuous that so many people were in pain this week, so that's why I chose that. And I'm hoping that uh, even though my immune system might be a little worn down because I've been off island and I am a little tired, hopefully I'll be able to avoid catching the sicknesses that are going around, particularly this headache one, because it is very debilitating. And so, that being said, we're going to talk about pain a little later in the show. So I want to take a short break. When we come back, 
We have Sebastian's Quiz. We have This Day in History with Lawrence Nagengast. We have What's in My Coffee. The Hub has already delivered our delightful drinks. So you stick around. You're listening to Live Till 5, episode 236 on this Friday, October 20th. Catch us on The Rebound, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Be right back after this short break. with a little more live till five episode 236 can you believe it i was looking back for some blank forms we use this little form normally to track what we're doing on the show and we started the show so long ago i think it was two computers ago for me i don't have the original form on my hard drive anymore and as i was looking back i have emails that go all the way back to 2013 we've been doing this show that long it's it's crazy and we were actually trying not to do the show for even longer than that. So Pastor was talking to us about possibly doing this show ever since about 2011, 2012. We drug our feet and then finally we got pushed over the line to just go ahead and do it. We've been doing it now for 236 episodes on a radio station that's been on the air for over 21 and a half years. It's a real blessing. Every Friday afternoon, two hours, 3 to 5 p.m. right here on KHMG 88.1 FM. You can also find us online, khmg.org. You can listen live stream. There are a number of different ways to listen live. Or you can download the podcast of this show and other great shows that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio, KHMG. So glad you could be with us. I have in studio now men that need no introduction, but I'll do it anyway. We have, from my left to my right, Lawrence Nagengast with This Day in History. And he's just, uh, he is a... 50-gallon barrel full of important historical data and some sports facts and figures as well. Then you have Sebastian Basildua, who's only 29 days away from getting married. Am I right on the number? correct. Yeah, see? Uh, He's 29 days away from getting married and super happy about that. And uh, he is also uh, going to be bringing us our quiz today. And then Chris Harper, all-around good guy. And, you know, he's all-around good guy 24-7. He's station manager here about 55 hours a week. So a charmer, that guy. Yeah, it's kind of a part-time job compared to your regular, you know. Yeah. Yeah, your alter ego is yeah. station manager. Your real personality is all-around good guy. And we, we all happen to be amateur... Uh, food testers as well, because we all have drinks uh, that are provided to us weekly by the hub. And then we do what I would say, I mean, not to be shamelessly self-promoting the way we do this, but we do a pretty good job describing what these drinks are. And people rush, Mm. may I say, rush to the hub to Black get uh, similar drinks. Black Friday like. Yes, it's just like that. It's just like that. It's <laughs> it's 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 right between Black Friday at Kmart on Guam and uh the 
rush on the banks right after the collapse, the mm. economic collapse uh, during the Great Depression, like Black Monday. Yes. Which are you saying is worse? Well, I would say, you know, of course, the economic collapse was a real bummer, but the uh, Black <laughs> yeah, it Friday was, it was a real bummer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one was to go and try and get your money, and one was to go and try and give your money. I guess so. For. But you know, for for what we do here. Uh, we create that type of scenario that with our frenzy. Yes, it's it is a frenzied. Uh, right now, there's actually 21 minutes for people to go by the hub and get the drinks we're getting ready to describe. As a matter of fact, this is a good time just to mention that this segment's brought to us by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, also known as the Hub, offering an endless variety. Oh, it's the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books, gifts few yankee candles in there some really cool eagles apparel mm-hmm. gonna be getting some hats in there here pretty yeah, soon hats and probably another shirt with yes. for the uh, upcoming soccer season that's right that's my, my goal and Great. some and some seasonal drink items and i like it a lot i go there every day sometimes two times a day sometimes i just go in there in the morning and don't leave till the afternoon till they kick me out pretty much it's a great place to meet people free wi-fi etc etc and a lot of nice people in there probably the nicest group of people you'll ever meet in a coffee shop um and none of them are hipsters which i mean it's like that's a plus too right so anyway we're all sipping on our drinks here and no man uh, buns yeah no man buns that's right that's right that's right and that well there's there's some women buns but no man man, yes that's right (laughs) so yeah megan has a a bun but she's not a man so you don't have to worry about it it's a megan bun instead of a man clear yeah now lawrence (laughs) you have drink number one there it looks like a cold drink a little whipped cream on it what does it taste like you know, it's uh, this is this is a, a chillier drink than what I had last week. Last week I had the warm apple cider, which I mm. gave a pretty good verbal description mm-hmm. of. Yep, curling yep. up in front of a fire. Yep. Well, you were nominated for an award for that description. Oh, indeed, I appreciate that. Uh, you, 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 weren't, you weren't even here for that. <laughs> no, but I listened to the radio on the way home from church last would, Sunday I night. wouldn't have known uh, had I not thought about that just now. Uh, anyways, this is like the cold version of that. This is. This is jumping into a pile of leaves with a bit of a nip on your nose. You yes, know, you just kind yes. of a, a a brisk afternoon, Man. just raked a pile of leaves. Yes, pumpkins are around, carved yes. and uncarved, both yes. alike. And uh, and that's exactly what we have here is is an iced uh, pumpkin chai. Uh, sorry, I should say blended. It's a mm-hmm. blended pumpkin yes. chai with some cinnamon and whipped cream on top, and um, it's just an all around delicious fall drink. Uh, icy which goes with Guam, so it's not too hot yes. on Guam. Yep. So it's a taste of fall, but with the uh, chill factor for a warm If Guam I wasn't afternoon. on the radio right now, I would be, be in a frenzied run to it's the really, hub really to get, uh, you call it a, a blended pumpkin chai? That's, that's what I have here with yes. some whipped cream and with cinnamon With whipped on cream top. and I would say I want exactly that. Just mm. give me the Lawrence. Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> give me the is, Lawrence. The fear is that people will run off the road. Yeah, don't we don't want that. Frenzy. Please, are, please are, drive fear. safely. They are parked putting these on layaway, yes, right. saying I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, if if you're on your way, but you don't think you're going to make it because of traffic, just uh, text me, and I'll give you Jeremy's Texting uh, while personal driving? phone number. No. Okay, have the person in the car with you text. Right. If and then alone, I'll give you Jeremy's over. personal contact. I'll tell you where he lives. You can, you can get a hold of him, <laughs> and he will personally is. serve you. Yeah. Yes, because nice. they're, they're just that kind of people. Out yep. of his own kitchen, even. Yep. Now, Sebastian, yes. yours is gone, pretty much. What does it taste yeah, like? Well, what did it taste like? 
I'm not one to, to copy answers, but it's pretty much exactly like what Lawrence said. Yes. Except I'm like his neighbor, and I jump into a a uh, pile of snow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, uh, really? His neighbor, the, the neighbor has snow, but he's got leaves. Yeah, well, it's, it's weird, the sunny right? side or yeah. shady side of the house. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, and um, because I maybe I say that because it's like a bit, it's a bit whiter. Mm-hmm. You yes, know? it is. But yours I, is creamy, <laughs> definitely creamier looking. I, I, I bet yours is. Color. I bet yours is vanilla, a blended vanilla chai. I was gonna say a blended vanilla chai. Okay, all right. But he's the drink whisperer. I, he just I was. Does it. I was. But I was like, do they even have vanilla chai? They, they do. do. Yeah. They do. I think you and, just drank um, one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, for some reason, I have this small sense of like eggnog. Mm-hmm. But like, I have a weird sense of eggnog. Yes, like, t- tis the season. We're going to be in eggnog season yeah. very soon. You have a weird sense of eggnog. Like, yeah, I can tell like, like like liquid. That's a phrase gum. I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> I, have a, I have a weird sense liquid of liquid bubble gum. I think oh. is what eggnog tastes like. Oh, I think it tastes like melted vanilla ice cream myself. But yeah. that's really good. <laughs> I, I happen to be a big eggnog fan from way back. So anyway, yeah. all right. So probably a blended vanilla chai. Yeah. Chris, you have a hot drink. I have a hot drink. It's a I believe it's a coffee drink, and it's a creamy drink. If only I could place the flavors yes. with such specificity as the drink whisperer, but I yeah. cannot. You could do like Alas, fortune cookie type I ones, cannot. like it's a, you know, it's a ambrosia like flavor Ambro- with a. Here we go with ambrosia. Ambrosia. <laughs> That's the word that a, comes to mind I most. Could say a virtual cornucopia, even it's though a flavor. it's flavor. I won't a, even say a that. A veritable. You know that that phrase is a veritable cornucopia. I've heard it both That's ways. Why it's I've so, heard it both ways. Anyway, I don't know what this drink is, but it's good, yeah. and I think it's a fall drink as well. Yes, because okay. I guess it the got sense, coffee in it. Definitely, he said coffee, coffee flavored, it, yeah. or maybe a little espresso, yeah, and creamy and, and hot. And there's sort of a, a sort of a spicy taste to it, but it's not extreme mm. Mm. spicy mm. taste. Mm. I don't you think they have that. That I don't think they brought that that Cajun. Um, Cajun hot chocolate back. You remember oh, that when yes. they had that yeah, spicy had, yeah, mocha? Pepper, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's that. It's probably no, not of spice. Not Is it yeah. got coffee in it? I believe it does. See, yeah. he doesn't have to. He can't see in your cup. He hasn't tasted <laughs> it or smelled it. He didn't even touch the drink holder, and he's already calling if that you have a hot autumn spice. If it's feeling fallish, yeah, it is with some coffee. It's probably an autumn spice. Is what wow, I guess. he can go by wow. your feeling. You, you are like you know that guy Caesar that whispers to dogs. You are like that that with it. With the is it is it deductive reasoning? Almost embarrassing that I have had that many drinks at the hub. Yeah, (laughs) I'm that way with 1970s uh, serial sitcoms. Anyway, uh, for (laughs) my drink, I believe I have a sugar-free hot vanilla latte. Okay, and it's extra hot. And this is you know fun fact for you: if you can. Get extra hot anytime you can because in all this air conditioning that we were around, they can increase the temperature of your drink by like 10 degrees. Wow. And it stays hot probably 15, 20 minutes longer. So just so you know. And I do think it is a sugar-free vanilla latte. I could be wrong on the vanilla. It's definitely a sugar-free sweet latte. Okay. It is a sugar-free caramel latte. Ah. There you go. And then uh, you have, oh, Sebastian. Wow. You have the Great White Pumpkin Shake. What? That's new. That I've never heard of that before. Great white, great pumpkin. white pumpkin. I thought that was wasn't that so a Charlie Brown movie? Popcorn. Yeah, the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> the great, great White Pumpkin. pumpkin. Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown or <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then someone has a pumpkin latte. 
Uh, and someone has a pumpkin chai. Yeah, that's me. I have you pumpkin, have pumpkin chai. chai. Well, you have pumpkin his, latte. Is that what it is? Yes, when it is. He, when he said he had the pumpkin, I was like, mine is white. It yes, can't be pumpkin. And you have a great white pumpkin Man, shake. how am I supposed to know this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yours doesn't have any coffee in it, I don't think, if it's a shake. Mine doesn't it's either. It's nice and sweet. So, there you go. <laughs> it, well, just like you, right? So know, my right? wife said I'm not allowed to say, like, oh, don't say... You know, white and sweet like my wife. So I won't say that anymore because it's very like embarrassing. Like you just said. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Right. So <laughs> that this, worked out. <laughs> well, you know, well I try done. and plan ahead. I try and plan ahead. Well, this is what I'd like to do. I want to take just a, a really short break. When we come back, we're going to do the quiz, the game, the pain game. The pain game. With Sebastian. So stick around. Listeners, thanks for being patient with us. You have 13 minutes to get to the hub, by the way, and get a great white pumpkin shake or any of the other delectable drinks they serve down there i'm jared baldwin your host episode 236 friday october 20th it is 3 47 p.m here at the harvest family radio studio we'll be right back after this a little more live till 5 3 50 p.m it's time to play a little quiz that sebastian's been working on and this is the pain game quiz and i know that sebastian has been extra excited about this portion of the show not just because he put all his time into it not just because he happens to have a little fan club growing out there for uh his participation show but because of this little ditty right here oh yes the pain game also, just a trivia. I'm just really ready for the news right now, actually, after that comes in. But the pain game is good. We're going to make it rain with pain. Today on this quiz. We'll just let it play, yeah. Are you guys ready to embark on the pain game? Yes. Yes. I've, I've done pain games, but it usually, you know, it's like your brother twisting your arm yeah. up behind your back yeah. or something no. like that. No, I remember playing Scrabble with Sebastian, and I would call that a pain game. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. I remember, I remember fighting Sebastian's the only person that we've ever I've ever played a board game with, and a year and a half later, <laughs> he shows me a picture of his winning winning score. Yeah. It's like, you don't have very many pictures in your photo. I'm if, if that's the, the memory you hang on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a competition that night, and I was just like, well, this is the only competition I cared about, and I sent it to you. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, you got me. So it was pretty good. You yeah. got me. You and Chris took out, I remember. All right. All right. Let's go with this pain game, all right? Um, just a wide variety of questions. So uh, we'll kind of go around. We'll start with Lawrence today and, oh, and go. You know, this is, I had a theory about this being being the, the key is whoever answers first because Chris has mm. been in the in the throne of, that's why, of, of that's champion. Why I'll never win. I'm in the middle. Ah. You are. <laughs> yeah. You are. Okay. Well, well, that's the reason. That's really the reason. That's though. absolutely wow. the reason. Um, hey, I, 63% of car wrecks happen while driving with your knees. So if you just drive with your hands. Oh. Hmm. Really? Yeah. That's, that's a hot. very exact That's percentage. a lot of people driving with knees. Well, there goes one, one question. Thanks a lot. No, <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Here we go. Question number one. How do you treat a bloody nose? A. Apply pressure and tilt head backwards. 
B. Nothing. Just let it stop on its own. C. Fair. Apply pressure and tilt head forwards. Or D. Blow your nose. C. C. Uh, C. I believe C is also the correct story. The correct answer. Did one of them have like a cold compress? Because usually they tell you to put cold on nope, it. Nope. No coldness. Um, then I'm going to go with C as well. Did we all go with C? We did. Tilting great. your head forward. Wow. Yes. That is correct. Yes. I, I was thinking. No one gets a point. I grew up always back. Going back. But uh, no one as a, as a parent, I yeah. have learned that it's better to go forward. Of course. Because yeah. the clotting happens quicker. Yes. I need a new one. It's disgusting. Um, all right. Well, none of you get a point. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. B or two, sorry. <laughs> no pain is felt in an area burned by a third degree burn. True or false? Mm. Is there so? Is there any pain that you can feel on the area on the spot that has third degree burn? A third degree. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it's true that you can't feel pain there. False. So, so, so you're I would go with false. I'm gonna go with false as well because there's fourth degree burn. <laughs> oh, okay. Not to mention 11th or 12th. Well, in my extensive studies, I found that it's true. No pain. Really? Well, it burns felt. the nerve endings off yeah. in that area. So It's deep wow. enough to get to that. Yeah. Wow. All right. So congratulations, So Lawrence. far, this first first person in order I'm gonna, thing is I wish I could get a replay Lawrence. on that one. I'm not even yeah. going to write your name down until you guys get a point. Extensive Googling Lawrence, when written down. Extensive. <laughs> 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 Hey, I tried really hard, okay. Uh, yeah. Number three, the most common fracture prior to age 75 is A, a leg fracture, B, arm fracture, C, skull fracture, or D, wrist fracture. <laughs> I don't think it's a skull fracture. I don't know. I'm just going to give fractures, away people, in, yeah, in, in the world of fractures. A listening audience wincing right now, just like, oh, this is. They're yeah. in pain, oh, yes. so to speak. Well, leg, arm, skull, wrist. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with wrist. I think people. Wrist. I think it. I think I would also go with wrist. Arm. Oh man, it's wrist. Wrist Ooh. fracture. That's really, what it is. a lot oh, of yes. people falling off skateboards. I think arms break but don't fracture. Wrist fractures. Oh, yes, okay, that's gotcha. Pride. Yeah, that's there. You go. Right too. True. Yes. Got me. <laughs> Foiled. <laughs> Foiled again. All right. Before you even ask the question, whatever Lawrence answers, that's my answer. What? Just, <laughs> wait, what? That's, yeah. This is. That's, I've actually, got a strategy. I'm going to listen to the question first. <laughs> All right. All right. Question number four. Uh, which of these medications are often used for severe pain, like right after a surgery? A. Oxycodone. Oxycodone? Codone, mm-hmm. is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Oxycodine. B, B, coding. Codeine. C, yes. morphine. Mm-hmm. Or D, hydrocodone. Codeine. Hydrocodone. Mm-hmm. Hydrocodone. Uh, I'm going to go with morphine. Morphine. Because it's the one I know and most familiar with. <laughs> well, I, I will break from what I previously said, and I'm going to go with <laughs> codeine. It literally took you yeah, one I'm question. Gonna go well, co- I'm going with codeine as well. Yeah, it's morphine, actually. Really? Yeah. After a surgery, they give you morphine? Oh, they do it before and after, yeah. That's the, Maybe oh. if you're in the East Indies okay. uh, uh, Light uh, Gunnery Brigade. Yeah, I mean, that maybe it was while 1927. Yes. Perhaps. <laughs> yes. Then you're battling well, the Hottentots. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, you're anyway, usually yeah. in like severe, like I'm uh, sure. Yes, I pain. I trust and then, you. And then those I, other I disagree, ones but I believe you. There's other those other ones are more of like you know less. Got it. As strong. So well, what kind of, of surgery are you talking amputation. about? Amputation. No, no, I just <laughs> the amputation. Uh, I just to saw. me, bite the bullet and just. So who? So who <laughs> got it right? Civil War. I did. Yeah, more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so far, I've gotten all four questions correct. I should have stuck with Chris. My, has my gotten rule. one correct. Yeah. No, it's I broke. It is. It is zero. I got zero. Jared no, you got the first Jared question. Jared. That's C. Oh yeah. yeah. The, the lean forward. You don't get it. Right. 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 It's not worth anything. All right. Um, all right, five. Taking a higher dose of medication than what is recommended often leads to more relief. True or false? Ah. Can you repeat that one more time? I'm yes. sorry. Yes, taking a oh, higher please. dose of medication than what is recommended often leads to more relief. Oh, that that's false. False. I would say false also. False. False. Good job, guys. Taking a higher dose than recommended will not provide more relief that'll and give can you, be dangerous. That, yeah, that'll give you an addiction. And only if relief by you get to go to heaven. Yes. <laughs> as in, yeah. as in Ultimate OD. relief. Yeah. Okay, last question here. Which of these are the most common pain conditions? A, back pain. B, chest pain. C, headaches or migraines. Or D, neck pain. This is chronic. Um. Is that what you said? It's the most common most pain. Common. Oh, not chronic. Oh, okay. I- I'm going to go with headaches, I think. Headaches. I'm going to go with neck pain. Neck. I'm going to go with back. Chris, you get your name written down on the Finally paper. A point. It's back pain. Mm-hmm. Um, back pain. Yep. It's 27% of Americans suffer from lower back pains, whereas 15% more reported for headaches. So he- headaches was second. Um, but yes, it's back pain. So final score, Lawrence 3, Jared and Chris 1. Okay. This is a pain. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> our, our statistical research nice. on who goes first wins stands <laughs> so the test. Far, so stands far. So far. We'll, we'll do a little, little outro music for next Sebastian. Week, next week, you go first. Next week's quiz. Make sure that uh, we remind me to go first, just, just to see if that theory holds true or not. Listeners, thanks for listening to our quiz. That was Sebastian's quiz. Great. So, uh, anyway, there's an abrupt end to <laughs> the song. It. That's it. <laughs> the, the jukebox ran out. Uh, going the, out on that. Sorry. So we have about a, a minute and a half before the top of the hour here, guys. Uh, we're going to do this day in history after the top of the hour. But real quickly, what are you doing this weekend? Sebastian. Yeah. Wedding planning. Hey, that's great. The huge. Yeah. I already got that out of the way 26 years ago. <laughs> um, okay, great. Uh, Chris, what are you doing this weekend? Well, we're having our watch care group over on Sunday, and also I'm teaching Sunday school, filling in for Pastor Brian, so it's going to be a lot of studying for those uh, lessons, so that's pretty much it. Yeah. Lawrence, what are you doing this weekend? Um, Well, it's my birthday tomorrow. Hey, not, not happy to birthday, a, dude. Not to toot a horn or no, anything. No, happy we won't. Birthday. So we're, we'll be doing a little bit with that. Men's prayer breakfast in the morning, so yeah, I'll come true. to that and yep. get my car washed at the same time. A little plug for HBBC. There you go. Uh, car wash. And then uh, I, like uh, Chris, will be doing uh, watch care at our house and then also teaching the Sunday school. So there you go. A yep. bit of a similar weekend. You guys have mirror and image lives. wrapping up. Yes, except for the five children and other things. Oh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I'm wrapping up my uh, master's class tomorrow. It's ah. the last day for one of the classes. I'm in, so Ditto. I'm excited I got the about same that. thing. So. All right. Well, listeners, make sure you stay tuned. We have a whole other hour of Live Till 5. You're listening to us here on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata. Live Till 5. If you missed part of the show, tune in noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. Stick around for SRN News. 
and another hour of Live Till 5. Till five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Still in studio are the fellas, Lawrence, Sebastian, Chris. A little, uh, I think it's Perry Como singing "Accentuate the Positive." There, you know, it makes me think of Chris. We're we're only about um, five weeks, uh, almost exactly five weeks from five weeks from today, where we will begin playing Christmas music. Yeah. Here at KHMG Harvest Family Radio, the day after Thanksgiving, right? I'm enthralled. I'm, I'm. Well, you're nonplussed, <laughs> but we've talked about that before. Me, I'm very yeah. excited about that, and we have some new Christmas music. I know your wife's been working yeah, on getting some new music in it. there. Yeah, we've been working on it, and uh, we, it's almost a year-round thing to work on getting the rotation right and everything. And it's not, it's not perfect, but we we have done a lot of work on it. So yeah, yeah, be a good time of year. I always like Christmas. I'm, music. I'm, I'm excited about that, and it's it's a slightly more compact Christmas season for us here at Harvest. Because the Festival of Lights is on a Sunday, December 3rd, right. and Christmas Eve is Sunday the 24th. So we really only have three weeks from the lighting ceremony to Christmas. Now, we'll leave the lights on another week, but that's almost that's basically a full week shorter than last year's Christmas season hmm. uh, for us, for the ministry. We'll already be playing Christmas music the week leading up to it, which is really a lot of fun. And we love being uh, the Christmas music station for people here on Guam because... It's just something you can't find anywhere on the radio dial. And then to mix it in also with all of our good preaching and teaching programs and the news and all our little short, short little spots that come from all these different uh, people that we that we trust for information. It's just really a great time. And the way we do it, if you don't know, is that we 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 make a, a, a nice mix of Christmas classics, sacred songs instrumentals and we mix them all together throughout the whole day so there's we we try to make sure that it's a good variety all throughout the day and so anytime you would hear music normally on khmg you'll hear the christmas music so there's a a good bit of it Uh, probably every hour there's between a half hour and 15 minutes of music in every hour um occasionally it's 45 minutes of music but uh, but so so we tried instead of doing segments of music, right. We just tried to get a nice mix, and so that's what we've basically been yeah. working on is the mix. And the mix, it the reason why we didn't do that the year that I was the interim uh, radio station manager is it takes a lot of work. Yes, because you yeah. can't go straight from you know a uh, more bluegrass sounding Christmas song straight into a brass song. You know yeah. there needs to be. They need to be very compatible. They're like little packages that you're you're putting songs and and you want to make sure that they are recorded at the same level and that they're the same quality of music and sure. that you don't have like uh, we used to have like 27 brass versions of Oh Holy Night and they right. all sounded very similar and yeah. so y- your wife has put a lot of time into making sure that our music library is really very. Um, 
sound. I mean, I guess that's the pun that probably <laughs> isn't the best one, but I mean, yeah. seriously, it's 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 one of those well rounded. Yes, yeah, well rounded. Yes, it's it's fully equipped. So looking forward to that. Five weeks from today, thirty five days. You know, hmm. Sebastian will already be an old married man by then. <laughs> so it'll be come up. <laughs> it'll be Mister and Mrs. Basil Dua listening to Christmas music at Aww. that time. Yeah. 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 And then we're gonna start oh. making you work weekends. Uh, I, you know, I, I noted, I noted the na- name change in our student of the week interviews, like that it could be happening soon. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he said name subject to change. Yes, there you go, Miss Larson. Name yeah, that's that's cool. That's great. It's been like that all semester. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still accidentally call some people by their maiden names. They've been married like six or seven years, so oh it could still happen. So, anyway, hey, uh, Lawrence Nangast for our listening audience that maybe is just joining us. He's a multi-talented individual. Uh, he has he has, you know, not only all of the fourteen thousand foot peaks that he has uh, summited, but there he's also many. there. There's I think there's like they're all in the Himalayas. Uh, but he's also <laughs> be it, been a professor of history in a large academic institution. He is a uh, he's full of trivial information. He trivial can and trivial. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he is he's a snappy dresser. Um, he uh, married way above his class. Uh, Easily. And um, you know, just all around has 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 he's he's a basketball legend. Wow. Um, when people say, "Hey, do you see that guy?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I saw that guy." He's I'm a legend. Busy, uh, disproving that fact every <laughs> men's basketball league game on Saturdays. And oh, uh, he's a decent neighbor. Except yeah. except for the banjo music, yeah. it's pretty good. Yep, that's six thirty every morning. Yep. a little yep. bit of bluegrass banjo <laughs> waking Jared up. So it being uh, <laughs> October twentieth, it's only appropriate that he does uh, history items, uh, uh, events in history that are all musical in nature. Um, so Lawrence, take it away. We want to make this wow. the best one ever. You really, really set me up for success on that music comment. Um, I, I will say a couple things about just sort of this day. This day, 2017, uh, is the end of the quarter, so yes. that's a big deal. I mean, uh, uh, for one, we're, we're 25% of the way through the year. Nice. And it only speeds up. Yes. Um, this one seems to be one of the ones that uh, goes the longest. The other, this may have been more than 19th, but it, this day on Guam's history uh, was only the 17th time in, in sports history to have all four major sports being played on that day, 17th time. Uh, you think about all the days of sports history. I mean, thousands. It's only the 17th time you had two baseball games. You had um, an NFL football game. Yes. Thursday night football. You had the third day of NBA season. And you had hockey. Uh, it's about a week into their season now. So maybe two weeks. So anyways, so I read that 17th time to have all four of those sports wow. on the same day. Wow. It only could happen at this time of year because mm-hmm. – any other time, baseball's about done, and um, and football doesn't always play in the week. We so. had this happen in Kansas City before, where because those that have been to Kansas City are familiar with stadiums, mm-hmm. Arrowhead Stadium mm. and Kauffman Stadium share the same parking lot. Oh, really? They're built side by side, right off the highway. Kauffman's there. where the Royals play, yes. right? Yeah, and so Royal Stadium, Kauffman that Stadium, can... they and so they have had in postseason baseball in the past where there was a baseball game and a football game on the same day. The Ford Field and Comerica Park, are, there's a street 
right between the two. So it's very similar. Mm. And now just this year, the Red Wings and the Pistons are playing in Little Caesars Arena, which is across the highway. So they're going to share a high uh, a parking lot, but basically from from uh, Google, you know, view, you basically have one highway and one street, and you have the four. That sounds main like a sports. traffic nightmare. Yeah, if they're all playing in the same day. But like we said, most of those seasons don't intersect. Hockey right, and basketball right, right. are a mere uh, almost, but right. um, baseball's on its own for a lot of the year, and, and then football. So, anyways, well. I don't know how many music things I'll come across uh, you today. You can drop the music thing for now because... But, um, I'll try to give a few things. i got to go yeah. to basketball practice here in about 15 minutes anyway. So, so Take your time. You can <laughs> sure. use like 14 of that. If you Ten, 1097, the First Crusaders arrive in Antioch during the First Crusade. And uh, sadly, if you look at history on the Crusades, uh, <laughs> the First Crusade was the most successful. Do you guys know how many they took total? Crusades. Well, hmm. I think no. the one with King Baldwin and Saladin was. <laughs> I knew that uh, was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think was like the fourth crusade. It was. It yep. was. Okay. Ten. All right. That's the only one I care about. Okay, because of King Baldwin, of course. Yes. Uh, the leper. four. Four uh, was like a tie. So number one was success. Four, you would say neither success nor failure. But there's eight actually. So two, three, five, six, seven, eight were pretty much all failures. In number three, in fact, I like sharing this one when it comes to happen. Number three is called the King's Crusade because uh, the king of Austria-Hungary, the king of France, and the king of England all were going to team up and you know and really teach the Middle East a lesson and, and conquer, which is what the Crusades were. And on the way there, uh, the king of Austria-Hungary, um, he drowns. The king of France um, turns around. And doesn't help out, so you end up with King Richard the Lionhearted, who's the King of England at the time. He makes it, but had no, you know, power to do anything by that point. So when he turned around and traveled home, Austria-Hungary took him captive because <laughs> they were so mad that you know things had not worked out, and basically charged an astronomical money amount of money to England as ransom for him. Meanwhile, does he, uh, his brother John, remember John? Okay, you, you yes. think of Robin Hood? Mm-hmm. You know the skinny little he's lion the, that was king? Yeah, That's King lion. John. Yes. And Lionhearted come homes at the, yes. comes, home, mm-hmm. comes home at the end of the movie. Okay, this is the guy. And the reason he was gone so long is he was captured in Austria-Hungary for a while. I keep saying Austria-Hungary. It was, it was the Prussian uh, mm-hmm. Empire. I don't know why I said Austria-Hungary. It's the Prussians had him, and the people raised the money. They, they raised this ridiculous amount of money paid to have him uh, brought home so quite the uh, quite the crusade there mm-hmm. uh, and then robin hood and little john were running through the forest they did they that was all happening at the same yes. time okay. that was yeah. just all that was just all uh back in england you know yep. not necessarily obscure disney movie reference yeah yeah robin so. hood and little john okay anyway go ahead <laughs> Sorry. what else happened so, this day in history? Well, and all that happened on october 20th That's well amazing. just the first crusade okay the first crusade i, I started. went, I went off it. that that's okay. Uh, it's that's in the biz we call that a tangent. Yeah, that was tangent or rabbit trail. 1634, <laughs> British King Charles I disbands new ship money tax. Uh, I'm not sure if that's money that was made while trading and they had to pay a tax on it, uh, but he banned it. Charles I um, was an interesting king for England at the time. And let's go with 1864. U.S. President Abraham Lincoln formally established Thanksgiving 
as a national holiday. So this day in history, 1864, I'm assuming that meant, you know, four weeks from now, roughly, we'll have a Thanksgiving, and then yep. it's obviously stuck third, th- third Thursday of every November. Um, has been Thanksgiving since 1864, I'm guessing. Um, so the last few things, again, I, I knew I wouldn't take... Uh, I knew I knew I wouldn't take um, fourteen minutes. That's okay, but yeah, I, I tried. Uh, we just want to give you a wide berth, so that if you feel crisis. led, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. I know this is a respite for you. This is like a yes, your happy it place. Is. It's so a calm before the stay any storm here and stay happy. Nineteen thirty-five communist forces end their long march at Yan, uh, Shanxi, China, bringing Mao Zedong to prominence, and uh, that basically is the end of. The civil war there in China between him and Chiang Kai-shek, who goes to I love Taiwan. it when you talk Chinese. You just really you, you seem like an expert at in that. In fact, most of the kids when I teach it mock my pronunciation. Because we have some Chinese heritage they uh, do. children in our they school. Do. Yes. They know it very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the publication of The Return of the King in 1955, the third and final volume of The Lord of the Rings by J.R. Tolkien, and um, was published today. So... Pretty neat, good, yeah, book, good absolutely. set of books. Uh, been made very popular in this in this century, and that was positive. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was positive. I, I almost feel like maybe that should be. Yeah. Um, you don't want to end on kittens dying like you usually do. Now that the <laughs> king returned, we can go to break. That's right. Yeah. So let's yeah. just. Uh, I I just read through the last few things that happened last year, and it wouldn't be better than the publication of the Return of the King. So. Yeah, that's that's about as good as it gets. It really honestly. for me, for honestly. me in this in this part of the show, it's, it's awesome. It's as good as it gets. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Lawrence, for uh, giving course. us that little history tidbit. And listeners, thanks for sticking around. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I have a little Stranger Than Fiction and some By the Numbers, and then our topic of the day, pain. So stick around. More live till five after this. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 236 on this Friday, October 20th. Again, if you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in to our rebroadcast Saturdays, noon to 2 p.m., Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. We do that because we know many people cannot listen to two straight hours of a show. Even if you wanted to, you're just not near the opportunity. You're not in proximity to a computer or a radio for two straight hours. So we understand that. So we rebroadcast from noon to 2 on Saturdays, 7 to 9 on Sunday nights. So you can catch a little bit here and a little bit there. You can tell other people to tune in at that time as well. So if you're listening on Saturday or Sunday, this was recorded Friday afternoon live, 3 to 5 p.m. You can also listen on your computer or anything that has internet access through our website, khmg.org. There are a number of ways to listen to the live broadcast online. So go to khmg.org. There are a couple different apps you can also download to your tablet or your phone, which allow you to listen to streaming radio. Tune in would be one of those. A couple others out there as well. They don't cost anything, and they're great tools for that. It allows you to even pause the broadcast, I believe, like TuneIn does. So that's a way. And then you can download the podcast. 
Let's say that there's a part of the show that you just really find interesting. You want to share it with someone on social media. Well, we upload the podcast to our website, khmg.org, and we'll put a link on our Facebook page as well. So you can just forward the Facebook page or like it and uh, use that accordingly. We produce a number of really good programs here at Harvest Family Radio. And uh, Live Till 5 is just kind of a light-hearted, light look at life and what's happening in the news. And we visit and we talk and we let our hair down a little bit for Friday afternoons. Trying to give you a good alternative as a Christian here on Guam and abroad. uh, Just to have something you can listen to that's going to be uplifting and encouraging. We do intend to entertain you a little bit. We hope to make you smile and laugh a little bit. We want to inform you and edify you, build you up in your Christian walk. Everything is from a Christian worldview, Christian perspective. We like it that we can have fun as believers. We don't have to uh, you know, talk about things that would be inappropriate. We don't have to laugh at things that are, that are not right to laugh at. We don't have to make light of sin. And so we have this opportunity through this venue of live radio to enjoy each other's company and we hope that we're a blessing to you one of the segments we've been doing for 236 episodes is what i call stranger than fiction because it is true that oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction and we have some stories that we come across from different different sources we have people that send us stories all the time and I try and incorporate those into the show. Matter of fact, I had one sent by uh, KS. I'm going to pull it up on my Facebook while I'm looking at some of my other stories here. But I'm going to read you a story about one of my favorite, most memorable roller coaster uh, rides that I grew up with. Uh, it's really, it's kind of sad that they're closing down one of these iconic uh, rides. And it is the Finish Fling. So, KS, thanks for sending me this article. The last day of the ride will be on October 29th, the Finish Fling. So, Worlds of Fun Amusement Park in Kansas City, Missouri, was just a couple miles from where my wife grew up and in the same part of town that I grew up in as well. And it's a legendary place for us. We grew up in the summer times going to Worlds of Fun. It's a great amusement park. And they... What I didn't know, and I talked about this on the amusement park episode uh, maybe two months ago, that Worlds of Fun, I always knew that the the emblem, the, the logo of Worlds of Fun is like a hot air balloon. And the water tower actually for Clay Como, Missouri, uh, that was in my wife's backyard, kind of catty quarter into her backyard, looks like that giant water balloon or that giant hot air balloon. What I didn't realize until I did some study a few months ago is that Worlds of Fun, the whole park is built on the concept of around the world in 80 days. So they have all these different areas to represent the different continents that around the world in 80 days travels through. And one of the areas, one of the the regions is uh, Scandinavia. And they have this ride called the Finnish Fling. And it's not really so much a ride. It's a uh, uh, centrifuge. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's a human centrifuge. You walk into a room, probably 50 feet across, and you stand against a carpeted wall, and the centrifuge starts to spin. 
And the faster it spins, the more you're pressed up against the carpeted wall. There's there's nothing fancy to it. There's no seatbelts. There's no safety rails. It's literally just a carpeted wall, and you're in a human centrifuge spinning very fast. Matter of fact, you're spinning so fast that you cannot lean forward. You cannot walk away. It presses you against the wall with so many uh, so much G-force that you're stuck. And then once they reach that maximum G-force, the floor lowers. And it kind of drops about two feet below your feet. So everyone is stuck to the wall. And you are spinning just held to the wall by a centrifugal force. And the floor drops out. And then eventually the floor comes back up under your feet and it slows down. Inevitably, people either, A, don't know that's going to happen and they get really nervous, or B, get very nauseous on the finish fling. And this is ever since I was five years old, my, my uncle Larry took me on the finish fling. And so I have very vivid memories of this ride. And sadly, Worlds of Fun is closing the finish fling, according to this article that was sent to me by KS from KNBC 9 News. Uh, sent to me yesterday, and it's going to be closing at the end of October, which I believe is the end of amusement park season in Kansas City because of the seasons. They can't run the amusement park during the the late fall and winter time because of the weather. So the finish fling's closing. So any of you ever been on the finish fling, send me a note on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Love to hear your experience from the finish fling. Here are a few stories that are stranger than fiction. Most of these are taken from Quick Takes Dispatches in the World Magazine. Roving gangs have been terrorizing two neighborhoods in Stamford, Connecticut in the recent weeks. The gangs are made up of wild criminals. Not wild criminals, sorry, but wild turkeys that residents say are becoming increasingly aggressive, chasing, pecking, cornering the residents. State wildlife official told WNBC that the residents of the Newfield and Turner River neighborhoods are themselves to blame for the turkeys' behavior because they feed the animals. This attracted more and more wild turkeys and taught them not to fear humans. Uh, let's see here. The Michael uh, Gregonis of the Connecticut Department of Energy and Environmental Protection said Stanford residents confronted by turkeys should spread their arms and appear bigger and back slowly away from the animals. That just sounds awfully embarrassing. You could just shoot them with a pellet gun as well. Uh, Let's see here. How about this one? Unable to distinguish. Another animal story here. Unable to distinguish between friend and foe. A bull attacked an animal rights activist who had jumped into a French bullfighting arena to disrupt the contest. Police say the anti-bullfighting activist involved in the August 27th incident in Carasconi in the southern France could have been much more seriously wounded. The unidentified protester was taken to the hospital with goring wounds that were, according to the police, long but not deep. Okay, well, bulls cannot tell who are their friends and who are their foes. How about this one? This sounds like something could happen here on Guam. Peabody Institute Library in Danvers, Massachusetts, has had to remind residents that while Chuck E. Cheese tokens may look like coins and may have value to some people, they are not legal tender. Library employees told the Associated Press that they saw an increase this summer in the number of library goers attempting to pay fines and printing fees with tokens from places like Chuck E. Cheese. 
Bookkeeper Sue Contus reported coming across three in one day just at that library. And let me let me wrap up with this one because I just was in nine different airports. And then I drove, I think, over a thousand miles on this last two week trip. But a United and it was all United Airlines, by the way, a United Airlines pilot prone to oversharing frightened passengers on August 22nd Newark bound flight. According to passengers, the unnamed pilot got on the airplane speaker to warn them about upcoming turbulence, including, quote-unquote, horrific storms and tornadoes. Passengers Pamela Kent told NewJersey.com that the pilot then said passengers of the full flight should, quote-unquote, get to know your neighbors. The spokesman for United Airlines denied that the flight was ever in real danger and said passengers' uh, safety is the airline's top priority. However, passengers' peace of mind might or might not be. Now, I had pretty good experiences, actually, on United Airlines on this trip. Uh, I fly exclusively United Airlines because I need the frequent flyer miles so I can fly my kids back and forth around the world. Chris, what's yes. your uh, what's been your worst airline experience in your life? Because you, you flew into the bush sometimes in Alaska, right? Or yes. smaller planes and things like that? Yeah, those, those are... Um those actually usually are great experiences because you don't have to go through security or anything. Nice. You just walk on. In fact, I was going on a, a flight one time out to the bush. Uh, I think I was going to Bethel. And you get on one of the small commuter flights and they don't have security. And there's a guy who had a big buck knife right on his hip. You just hop right on the plane and there go. You go. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. There's no problem. Zero incidents of Alaskan yeah. bush terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and also they're not regulated because a. Uh, Planes of a certain size and a certain yeah. uh, that operate in a certain way aren't regulated in the same way. So, um, but I haven't. I don't know that I've had. I've flown a lot, but I don't know that I've had a huge problem. I know one that I was in uh, Columbus, Ohio, one time, and uh, we had a thirteen-hour flight delay, and I didn't get upset because I just figured, oh, I'll go do something or. Or something, but a lot of the people around me got really upset, and the reason they got so upset is because there was a plane departing, going to the same city that was empty because of there was some reason it had brought mm -hmm. somebody in and it was leaving, and somehow this information got out to the crowd, and so people started to get very, very angry. Sure, like I mean, they were all talking to each other, and I just figured. You know, there's nothing I can do about right, it, so right. I just I just ignored it. Make the but, most of it. But they seem to have a really serious problem yeah. with this. Yeah. So I don't know that I've had a lot of bad experiences. I experienced a new phenomenon this time at one of the legs of my flight, and then last year when I flew in February, I had a three-hour delay, and both oh. times this is what the gate agent said. We're waiting on one flight attendant from another flight. We've sent out the what, however they dispatch to find where they're yeah. at. And they're somewhere here in the airport. But we just cannot seem to locate them. As soon as they arrive, we will take off. Yeah. Well, now you have 200 anxious people watching for yeah. this person to come walking down the aisle. And then they just keep announcing it. And it makes that flight attendant sound worse and worse. Yeah. And so they're the scapegoat. And then finally, a flight attendant showed up. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of like it's really hard to, you know, I think people literally clapped for the flight attendant uh, when oh. they did show up on the one last fall or last winter. And then this time the flight attendant was, 
I don't know where they were at. They delayed us a few minutes. It wasn't real bad, but it just kind of it's kind of unusual, you know, yeah. to blame a specific person. That might have been the reason, but you don't necessarily point that out right. to everyone. And that's happened twice, two different airports. So interesting. You know, the other wrinkle in that that Ohio story is that I believe there was an Ohio State football game. It might have even been Ohio State, Michigan, and I know some of the people were trying to get to the, either trying to get mm. to that, yeah, or afraid they would miss it or something. Sure. And so I, I remember that that was a that was a piece to it's it going to cost well. them. Yeah, sure, right. sure. So, yeah, I so, could see. I mean, you, yeah. you don't ever have an excuse to lose your temper, but I could see how it could happen. Sure, for sure. sure. Well, you got some news for us. Yes, wanted to comment on a few things that we have uh, talked about in the past. There was some stories on SRNNews.com. We've talked about Brexit over the time since that occurred. And it is Europe's big worry, of course, at this time. But it's not the only global problem that leaders of the 28 EU nations are trying to resolve when they get together for their latest summit, which already is underway. British Prime Minister Theresa May came to Brussels on Thursday trying to reinvigorate Brexit talks with the EU that had appeared to be bogging down. Now, her EU partners said she's made progress, but want more meat to these proposals, notably about the exit bill that needs to be passed and how much Britain will pay for its previous EU commitments. I know that's a big um, a sticking point in the talks. All eyes were on Spanish Prime Minister Mariano Rajoy on the summit's first day. I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, his government has now moved to take away autonomy from Catalonia while it threatens to break away. So they had a vote on independence already. There was some violence taking place. Yeah, I, uh, I was that. embarrassed to say I had to look up Catalonia and kind of do a little right. research about that. I was familiar with the, the Basque uh, region. And how they also are looking to break away, and they've had they have an annual uh, kind of a violent outburst, kind of breakout right. and stuff, annual protests and things like that. And Catalonia is very similar. Well, the reason the, the reason Catalan I, or whatever they call it, uh, yeah. the reason I knew about it is because I I sort of uh, uh, know a lot of my uh, world geography and world events based on soccer teams, mm -hmm. and uh, Barcelona is in the Catalan region, mm. and there is a, a real issue with some of their players are in favor of independence, and others of their players, of course, play on the Spain national team, and there's just there's some tensions there, mm -hmm. and then there are two teams in Catalonia. And um, they would both have to leave the Spanish league. And Barcelona is one of the top two biggest teams in the world. Right, right. You know, it's Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona are pretty mm -hmm. much the three biggest yeah. teams in the world. And so they would have to be out of the Spanish league and maybe go to another league. So they would be like a kind of a free agent wow. to another league. So it would be a big dollar amounts and things. So anyway, I, that's why I've paid attention to it to some hmm. degree. But... Uh, the other, the third item that's being considered there at that EU summit that's a big item is that France's president, Emmanuel Macron, made progress on his push to make companies like Amazon pay taxes where they make profits and not just in tax havens. And that's, of course, they're in the United States. So the 39 year old president wants Europe to embrace startups 
and be a bigger player in the digital economy, but he says it won't work without a level playing field, as he calls it, uh, when it comes to taxes. So it doesn't seem like a recipe for growth um, in the uh, digital industry, but that's the other uh, big item in consideration. Uh, Back at home here, Republicans on Thursday muscled a $4 trillion budget through the Senate in a major step forward in President Trump's ambitious promise of massive tax cuts and reform. It was a 51 to 49 vote, and it sets the stage for debate later this year to dramatically overhaul the U.S. tax code for the first time in three decades. Some people are even talking about uh, getting your taxes to the point where they'll just be filled out on a uh, postcard yes, size. Yes, yeah, I've heard uh, that. I don't know that we'll get to that point with this particular bill, but there's at least some some um, impetus for change uh, regarding taxes. Uh, the tax cuts would add up to $1.5 trillion to the deficit over the coming decade. However, as Republicans have shelved fears about the growing budget deficit in favor of a once-in-a-generation opportunity to rewrite tax laws. Now, this, uh, this is a very biased paragraph. I would make note of that. I read it the first yeah, time. Yeah, it's pro-tax reform, right? Would you say? Because no. it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? Yes, well, that's what they say Republicans are saying. But oh, did you oh, notice oh, gotcha, that, it, that gotcha. it says... See, and this they is say the that thing, in kind of an accusatory way. And this Got is it. from srnnews.com, yeah. by the way. So this is not some uh, left-wing um, news site that we're right. getting this from, but... What they're saying is that it will add $1.5 trillion to the deficit. Of course, the counter argument to that is that growth will take place in the meantime, which will offset the deficits, which uh, even the Congressional Budget Office, which is um, not particularly um, partisan in any Mm -hmm. way, one way or the other, but usually um, Republican proposals get a negative response Mm -hmm. in the Congressional Budget Office, say that the growth will offset some of this. So it, that's what I mean by a biased paragraph. I missed that the first read-through. Mm. Uh, the upcoming tax measure, always a top item on the GOP agenda, has taken on even greater urgency with the failure of the party to carry out its longstanding promise to dismantle former President Barack Obama's signature health care law. So the idea is if at least they can get a win on the tax cut proposal, it will offset some of those um, failures regarding Obamacare. Now, with that being said, I said that was a, a biased paragraph. I'm not necessarily saying that the tax cut is right. the greatest thing in the world. Right. But what I'm saying is uh, the bias sure. comes out in the story. Sure. Uh, the parla- uh, Parliament of Australia's second largest state, we're not really ending on a happy note here, but they have passed legislation on Friday to allow terminally ill patients to seek medical help to end their lives, a bill that is expected to act as a catalyst for the rest of the country to adopt similar laws um, is has already gone forward. Any resident of Victoria State over the age of 18 with a terminal illness, now keep that in mind, this could be a 19, 20, 21-year-old kid, basically, could decide that even with the help of a help of a doctor, they could be administered a lethal dose of medication. So the bill permits that. 
anyone that is too ill to administer the dosage can ask for a doctor's help. So they're going to employ doctors in this as well. Many countries have already legalized euthanasia or physician-assisted suicide, including Canada, the Netherlands, Switzerland, and even some states in the United States. I know that where I'm from in Washington, the neighboring state, Oregon, has had that um, uh, legalized for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And there are many, many, many horror stories, which you will not be seeing in most news coverage. Right. I would uh, hasten to add that uh, those are very rarely covered. And where it's not legal, they have all these uh, machines and devices they've created to basically make it to where, you know, a person is self-inflicting this, you know, the doctor sets it all up, but they just leave it to where the person just has to hit the button and then it all takes over and to keep it legal. But yeah, it's, it's, it's sad because that's not the answer. Uh, no. People hurting, people suffering, but that's not the answer. That's not going to yeah. temporarily alleviates the suffering of that one person, but it really is a heart. It, it is not good for our society. It's not good for families. So, there's, yeah. There's wow. something I've done a series on on Take Note, and that is the world's definition versus the Bible definition. And we could do one on this for the word compassion. Yeah. The world's definition of compassion is a false, phony counterfeit definition of compassion when somebody uses the word in the world uses the world word compassion sometimes they're speaking about something that is exactly the opposite of the bible definition of compassion and so whenever you hear a word in popular culture do not assume that it means what you think it means and in this case with things like assisted suicide the word compassion is uh, has been perverted because Satan is a pervert. Yeah, yeah. and he uh, seeks to twist everything. And yeah. so the word compassion, uh, don't be fooled. Yeah, it's so we've done we've done on friendship. We did a show on friendship mm-hmm. while you were gone. Yeah. Uh, the world has a twisted definition of friendship. Love is perhaps the most perverted of all terms in uh, in the world. Love it has a perverted definition in the world. It's exactly the opposite of the definition in the Bible. So uh, just if you're reading through stories like this, uh, don't be fooled when somebody says compassion. Yep. Understand what God says yep. about compassion. Yep. Dig, dig deep uh, right. and find the biblical principles that will help guide your decision-making when you read these types of things and you're trying to analyze, is this good, is this bad? Should I vote for it? Should I be for it? So thanks a lot, Chris. Have a great weekend. Listeners, stick around. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, a little more live till five, including our topic of the day, pain. And then I have some news happening kind of in the the greater Christian world. I'd like to share some stats with you before we end the show today. My name is Jared Baldwin. It's episode 236. You're listening to Live Till Five on KHMG. Friday, October 20th, 446 p.m. Stick around. More live till five after this short break. And we're back with a little more live till five. How many of you out there live with chronic pain? According to WebMD, 
says that uh, managing pain and people's perceptions to their symptoms is a big challenge in the country where more than 76 million people report having pain lasting more than 24 hours, according to the American Pain Foundation. Persistent pain was reported by 30% of adults age 45 to 64, 25% of adults 20 to 44, 21% of adults 65 and older. More women than men reported pain, 27.1% compared to 24.4%, although whether women actually tolerate pain better than men remains up for scientific debate. Pain produces a significant emotional, physical, and economic toll on the U.S. Chronic pain results in health care expenses and lost income and lost productivity. Estimated cost $100 billion per year in the U.S. Pain tolerance is influenced by people's emotions, bodies, and lifestyles, according to this WebMD article. Several factors are depression and anxiety can make a person more sensitive to pain. Athletes can withstand more pain than people who don't exercise and people who smoke or or are obese report more pain. A lot of other interesting facts. 20 painful health conditions. I'll just read a few of these. Shingles. I've seen two different reports where it registers shingles as one of the most painful things that a person can endure. Now, of course, many things are measured against childbirth, but since only women who have had children can offer a honest assessment of how much pain that is, we have to be able to measure pain other ways besides just childbirth because many of us will never experience that as men or people that will never have children. So shingles, one of the worst pains, cluster headaches, had two friends this week go to the hospital with cluster headaches or migraine headaches. Frozen shoulder, supposed to be very painful. Broken bones, if you've ever had a broken bone, the the, your, the human body, God has made it to where it can put itself into shock and release uh, endorphins and, and release chemicals into the system that are kind of like natural pain meds. Complex regional pain syndrome, heart attack, slipped disc, sickle cell disease, arthritis, migraines. Uh, Let's see here. Sciatica, kidney stones. Many people here on Guam suffer from kidney stones. I think it's because of the water and probably because of the lack of hydration. Appendicitis, trigeminal neuralgia, acute pancreatitis, gout, endometriosis, stomach ulcers, fibromyalgia, and pain after surgery, just to name some of the 20 most painful situations. Now, I typed in pain meter into Google, and I got this, the dolorimeter, the dolorimeter, an instrument used to measure pain threshold and pain tolerance, so the dolorimeter. And this was this goes uh, way back to a New York hospital. Uh, let's see here. Some of the details aren't that important, but you also might have heard, if you've not heard of the dolorimeter, maybe you've heard of the palpometer, the palpometer. The dolorimeter, known as the sonic palpometer, was developed by University of Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Patients have been, uh, patents have been applied uh, worldwide. Sonic palpometer uses ultrasound and computer technology to automate the physician's technique of palpation to determine sensitivities, some part of the patient's body. And then, of course, there's algorimeter and other methods to use. Like they sometimes will use lasers, computers, other types of dolorimeters, things like that. Heat lamps, even, for measuring pain. If you want to treat pain, there are some 
non-medicinal, well, I guess they're medicines, but they're more natural remedies like capsicin or capsaicin for arthritis, shingles, and neuropathy. Uh, Inflathera or xiflamind, I've heard of xiflamind for arthritis. Arnica for acute injury or post-surgery swelling. Uh, I sent some of that to my son last year for an injury he had after a soccer game. Aquaman for osteoarthritis. Uh, Sam E, which is uh, an osteoarthritis natural medicine. Fish oil for joint pain from arthritis and autoimmune disorders. And then there's MSM for osteoarthritis. And then, of all things, this in this little article I came up with from uh, NBC News. Count out loud for brief needle stick pain. That was, that was interesting. Here's another one. Some pain killers that are out there. Of course, maybe the weakest one on the over-the-counter scale, Anison, Bear, Bufferin, Echotrin, all the way to the strongest over-the-counter would be Motrin 800 or Actron Orudis. Prescription, the least would be Celebrex, all the way up to the strongest, which would be Opana or Paladone. Those are both very strong, strong uh narcotic drugs top 10 over-the-counter browns by revenue advil 490.9 million in 2013 last time this was measured aleve 364 million dollars these are amount in sales zyrtec uh, which is more of a cold allergy 317 million a lot of money made in the production and sales of medicines out there. Let me read you a few stats. Let's just kind of move on to some stats from from the church realm, from the Christian realm, and then just from also from the uh, as you as you look at what's happening in Christianity around the world. We have a mission that we are on. We have the gospel in common with believers all around the world, and oftentimes we we share some things in common. For example, this year is the 500th anniversary of, the, of Protestantism, right, when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door at the Church at Wittenberg. Do you know there are 67 million Protestants in Latin America? Even though Latin America is best known for Catholicism, now has more Protestants than North America. And it's led by Brazil, 35 million there. Uh, Let's see. The most Protestants are in Africa. Contains most of all Protestants worldwide. By 2040, all the Protestants in the world, they're saying most of them will be in Africa, led by Nigeria with 53 million. Now second only to the United States at 56 million. Asia, best known for Buddhists and Hinduism and atheism, now has more Protestants than Europe, led by China with 26 million. A couple other interesting stats here. Generosity is always, pastors say, is always a response to Christ's love 66% of the time. The rest of Christianity, 47% of the time. Pastors say that generosity is always an attitude 56% of the time, a discipline 36% of the time, sacrificial 32% of the time, planned 13% of the time, driven by compassion 30% of the time, driven by duty 3% of the time, and spur of the moment 2% of the time. Whereas all Christianity has some different stats. 
all Christians in general say that generosity is always a response to Christ's love only 47% of the time, but then they say it's spur of the moment 11% of the time and driven by duty 18% of the time. That's quite different than the pastor's point of view on those stats there. And then by the numbers, let me just read you these by the numbers and we'll wrap this up here. 25.2 years old, that's the average age of illegal immigrants shielded from deportation under DACA, according to an August Center for American Progress survey. 370,000, that's the number of Rohingya Muslims who have fled from Burma into Bangladesh amid violent conflict with Burmese security forces that began in August. 20 trillion, that's the national debt, rounded after President Trump signed legislation on September 8th, raising the federal debt limit above the 20 trillion mark. It's 20 trillion, 162 billion, 177 million. 10,270, number of American children 14 years or younger expected to be diagnosed with cancer this year. 2.35 million, the number of people who perform the annual Islamic Hajj pilgrim to Mecca. 2.35 million people went to Saudi Arabia on their pilgrimage. And $999, that's the base price of Apple's new iPhone X, which unlocks itself using facial recognition technology. Wow, an amazing world we live in. Let me invite you as I wrap up the show, to Harvest Baptist Church. If you don't have a church home, please feel free to visit us Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. Brian Leonard will be speaking. Men, if you don't have anything going on Saturday morning, 8 a.m. at the Harvest Christian Academy Cafeteria, we have a men's prayer breakfast where we have a nice breakfast. It's free, no donation, nothing like that. It's just a nice time for fellowship. Someone will be sharing a testimony and a little bit of God's Word. We'll sing some songs, pray together, get you out of there by 9.30. There's a car wash at the same time, 8 a.m. right here on campus. And we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you visit us at church. Just come up and introduce yourself. I'm the guy up front with the beard, uh, Jared Baldwin, and uh, one of the pastors here at Harvest, and would love to know that you came to church because you heard the invitation somewhat on Harvest Family Radio and here on Live Till 5. And if you have a church home that preaches the word, be there. Be all there. Go there. If you have a family, lead your family to church. If you're by yourself, just go. Be faithful to sitting under the preaching and teaching of God's Word. That's how you'll grow. You need the fellowship, you need the accountability, and you definitely need the Bible teaching and preaching. And there are a lot of good Bible teaching and preaching churches here on Guam. And that's it. Today's live till 5, 3 to 5 p.m. every Friday, Friday, October 20th. My name's Jared Baldwin. This is episode 236. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.